0: Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is Ben. What number is this?
1: This is the 200th episode of the BNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. What
0: the hell? How how, how do you put up
1: with me for this long? (laughs) I do not know. Interestingly enough, I went on, um, on the Apple Podcast, and apparently that just counts everything. So not including the bonus episodes and the, and the little bit of extra coverage that we've done um, over the years, this is episode 200. If you want to count all of the other stuff combined, this is episode, like, 206. Wow. But, um, but yeah, this, this is a big show for us, uh, 200, and we got plenty more coming. And, Elio, uh, I don't know about you, but I am excited as hell.
0: Yeah, but all the all the other ones, all the extra stuff—that's just like separate. Uh, this is the main show—is uh, what we count. Exactly. So, big show. We have uh, the weekend wrestling. Um, we have forbidden door predictions, and we have the best hell in soul match tournament. We have first round results and. Of course, we're going to take a look at the G1 Climax. The list for the participants has been made. All the blocks are set. So, that's about it that we uh, have. Uh, Did I forget anything?
1: No, I don't think you did. I think we're good to go.
0: Because I believe I said we were going to do Time Warp, but uh, we're going to leave that to Tuesday night. Because I also recorded the... uh, October 7th the mid south show which we weren't planning but we want to know what happened at the end of the, 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 the previous week's batch with the DiBiase because they ran out of time
1: yes we we still have not have not found that result and um,
0: so we will it's have that for you we will have that for you on Tuesday night so with that being said, uh, let's get into this weekend in wrestling, starting with Monday Night Raw. Oh dear. Uh, uh, yeah, this one. I didn't mind this Monday Night Raw compared to uh, the other shows for the week. Well, especially NXT and SmackDown.
1: Yeah, NXT, NXT and SmackDown were bad. We're actually uh, we're actually skipping the NXT review, folks, because. You know I'll be honest with you um, just just real quick. we actually um, covered NXT um, for wrestling POV which I did a uh, guest spot on during the last episode thanks to my uh, very kind co-host so I appreciate that.
0: That was a fun that was fun Friday night.
1: Yes, it was. I thoroughly enjoyed it myself. Um, and can't wait to do it again, not to invite myself back, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, one time for for NXT is enough. I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand what's going on. So, uh, consequently, um, you know, I've done two straight weeks of watching NXT. Um, the first one I was, uh, I was curious about the debut of Gianni Vinci. Giovanni um, Vinci.
0: It's Giovanni,
1: not Johnny. Giovanni. <laughs> okay. Giovanni <laughs> Vinci. Okay, <laughs> clearly, clearly, clearly I've insulted our resident Italian. I'm not insulted. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, once for NXT is enough. And then Um, typically because it's a pay-per-view, uh, this weekend or tonight, actually, we we would have covered, um, Rampage for you, but, but honestly, I was out of town, uh, last night and, um, I just, I didn't have time to watch it because, uh, we got on the air for, um, wrestling POV, like right after SmackDown. So I just didn't have an opportunity to watch it.
0: When uh, Tony's here, usually be watch. He watches it, uh, through the show. So like, if we have any he has any reactions. It's because he's got it playing in the background.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, that that works. And I, I in all fairness, I actually heard that it was very, very good um, yeah. this week. So it figures. But I think we have enough to. Uh, I think we have enough to get us through episode 200. What you think?
0: So, uh, on with the Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. All right, I got my high points. I got the women's uh, five way match at the beginning. I've got the gauntlet match with Bobby Lashley, Becky Lynch, and Asuka, Jey Uso, Angelo Dawkins. And I gave a highlight, a high point to the Elias segment because last week I said they probably recorded some videos prior to uh, him changing his appearance. but the way they pulled this off Monday night was brilliant. I was not expecting that.
1: Yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that and, and I,
0: especially when Kevin Owens like he's walking through the curtain, he's still upset about everything and then like the look on his face when Ezekiel walks into the frame camera into the yeah. frame, and uh, accepts the challenge.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it was uh, very well done. But, um, you, you know, I honestly they've been running this angle for for what feels like a, a long time now. It's well, probably the night, been
0: the so, night so, after WrestleMania is when it started.
1: Yeah, and um, and so I really wasn't sure where they were going with it. I I was actually pretty sure it was going to end uh, after they did the lie detector segment which was hilarious. Um, But, you know, it was, to me, it was really dragging on. And I just, you know, like, what's the end game here? But that being said, the end game uh, turned out much better than I could have anticipated. So, um, you know, I'm always one of those guys that says I am more than happy to give credit where where it's due. And when it comes to the execution of this segment, it was done very, very well.
0: Yes, it was. And um, <laughs> catch what Kevin Owen said. He doesn't care if it's Ezekiel, Elias, or their younger brother, Elrod. I really hope they don't the, How would they pull that off?
1: No, you know, it It, 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 w- it was funny. Um, but I think we just got to stick with um, Elias and Ezekiel.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see how any way they could pull that one off for Elrod.
1: <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs>
0: for the low points. We didn't really need to see Vince McMahon again. Uh, all he did was come out to me to say John Cena was going to be on the June twenty seventh episode.
1: Not, not to mention they they've run that um, video package what what feels like four or five times per episode.
0: So we already was going to be there.
1: So it's just. You know, I I I said this on Friday night, and I'll say it again. The only reason why Vince came out there is because of is because you know he's flipping off all of his detractors right now. That, that's exactly what that's exactly what he's doing. So, I, I'm not real. I'm not really interested. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to hold off on any more comment, commentary regarding Vince and um, in, in that story until we get uh, some more um, relevant and confirmable breaking news because much like Sasha Banks, I'm just tired of talking about it.
0: Now, for low points, I've got uh, the, the Theory last Lashley segment. What, what was the point of having Theory standing on that little podium like talking or whatever he was doing there
1: i don't know i don't
0: think I like, just we don't need to see that <laughs> okay, No, I, I did find it funny like when he decides to take a camera a picture of himself and then he looks in the camera and she's laughing behind him
1: well that that part was funny but yeah in an, an entire the, segment yeah no.
0: And uh, money in bank qualifying
1: match. Riddle losing to Omas so Omas is in the money in bank. Why? I... Well, and, and and I don't know if you I don't know if, if you guys have noticed this. I'm sure you have because you're much more intelligent than WWE gives you credit for. Um, especially if you're listening to our show, which we appreciate. Um, but uh, you know they they've done that over on SmackDown as well. Um, with um, you know, constant, constantly pulling Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in and out of the uh, out of the Money in the Bank, they did it with um, Omas. I mean, why does why does Riddle need a qualifying match against Umaz if he's already in, if he if Omos is already in there? And furthermore,
0: what? Uh, I'm sorry if Omas is already in the way.
1: He was already in it. I think so. I could be wrong, but I think so. Even even if he wasn't, which which let's just operate under that assumption for a minute because that makes more sense. But um, you know, who, who would you rather see in the Money in the Bank match? R- R- Riddle, considering the storyline he has going with Randy Orton or Uma. I'd rather
0: see Riddle
1: in there. Like, you know, just ladies and gentlemen, can we just be real for a second? Okay, the only the, the only Giants that I really want to hear about when it comes to professional wrestling are Andre the Giant and the Big Show. Yeah. You know, and and i i'm a i'm a big show guy i don't i don't think big show to this day even gets the credit that he deserves i mean you know because because way, way back in the day and yes i'm going to age myself in terms of being a pro wrestling fan so uh, just uh pardon me um but back in the day, man, he was doing moonsaults off the top rope and shit. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like... Are you talking
0: about
1: WCW or WWF. as well?
0: W, um, WCW. I remember when he was uh the Giant. Yeah. And that's how they brought him in. They introduced him as Andre the Giant's son.
1: Did you remember <laughs> Yeah, well, that part was stupid. But it it, 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 it made sense. So... Yeah. Um... But you know, in terms, I, I say this all the time, but it's like when the Undertaker, you know, called Omos the next Andre the Giant, oh, I'm like, doing? I'm like, no, 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 please, God, make <laughs> it stop. <laughs> <What>?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, okay, but um. But yeah, but, but the the other
0: the other um,
1: are, are you done with high points and low points? Oh
0: yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done, mine. Yeah.
1: Okay, so uh, for my high points, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more picky than Elio, but I I will I will give it to uh, the gauntlet match. Um. Sorry, sorry, the high point. Yeah, I'll give the, the I give a high point to the gauntlet match. Yeah.
0: I gave that a high point
1: as well. Yeah. Oh okay. I'm agreeing with you. Oh okay.
0: Um,
1: and then in, in addition, I would also, I would also agree with Oscar um, and Becky Lynch. Now, the character work by Becky after the match was was very just get it off my screen. Um, but the actual match was very, very good. Yep. Um, and so at low points, um, can we please, Elio, is there like a, like a unofficial virtual, uh, you know, thing that I can, that I can sign, which will stop the conversation about the Mrs. Balls? <laughs> <laughs> because you have AJ Styles in the ring for Ms. TV discussing the Mrs. Balls. Oh, no wants to hear it. <laughs> it's funny when Riddles
0: uh, said it, but no, that's not. That's just uh, weird.
1: But but it's just you know, somebody in the back must appreciate toilet humor, but I just. I got past that when I was in the second grade. I did, you know, I'm just not interested. Yep. Um, and then another, another low point was, uh, was, um, oh, what, what, what was it? I'm, I'm trying to scroll as I'm, as I'm talking. So I would, I would also give a low point to, uh, a- Angelo Dawkins and Jay Uso. Oh. Okay. Only, only because of one reason. Not because the match is bad, folks. But I'm sure we've all noticed that this is what the WWE formula is in terms of. Okay, you have a you have a um, title match coming up at the pay per view. So we're going to we're going to run four matches with with the four singles matches with the competitors going against each other. Like can we do something else? Anything else? Just enough. Um and then of of course um of of course the the ending segment was a low point, point. Um, and I I would also I would also give a low point to um to the um, five way match to start off the show, uh, because I felt that it was very uh, disjointed, especially to start off, and um you know why. Why is Liv Morgan in that match? Why is Carmella in that match?
0: I hated that Carmella won. Okay. And Corey Graves on commentary needs to stop. Uh,
1: You know, and and, ladies and gentlemen, I I get that that's his wife. number one. I, I, I get that. Number two, I understand the character that Corey Graves is playing, but... Even so, it, it's just way over the top for me, and I would I would appreciate it if they would dial that back just just a little bit. So um, I think that's all we have uh, for Monday Night Raw. Did you have any final no. comments?
0: No. So um, that was it for Monday Night Raw. Uh, now we're gonna move on to AEW Dynamite.
1: Okay, and I will um, I will take the lead on that one for you if you like um so yeah this was a this was a very good show The um and i I was thinking about this earlier i think because if you recall on friday night when we when we gave our rankings in terms of the weekly shows um we all agreed universally that raw had the best uh showing of the week Mm -hmm. and you know I, I I will say in terms of in terms of wrestling, I I vastly prefer AEW over Monday Night Raw, even for for the week. But the reason why I gave the nod to uh, Monday Night Raw is because I'm just not I'm not familiar with NJPW at all. So so I mean obviously they're doing it to build up you know for Forbidden Door and I'm I'm very excited about for, Forbidden Door this evening um but as someone who is not familiar at all with the Japanese uh product mm-hmm. this, these last couple of weeks of of television have been awkward for me
0: I have a, I have a question for you <clears throat> uh going off of what you said aew every week um they introduce new uh new stars from japan like like uh aew fans are supposed to know who these guys are there's they give no story on them like they just throw someone like Kansuke Takashita out there who i don't even know and I watch in JVW, but they just throw him out there and expect fans to know who he is.
1: Well, and, and and that's a problem. Now, now, obviously, I I have heard of, of people like um, Takeshita and um, you know Tomohiro Ishii, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm not. Oh yeah, I've Did heard you, before AEW. had you
0: heard of Tomohiro Ishii?
1: Before AEW, yeah, no. I'm just I'm I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. No, no, go on. No, I was um, like asking, so i was
0: just wondering.
1: Um, but um, but yeah. So obviously, I know who Will Osprey is, and and that one got me a little excited. And Okada, I I have heard of him, but my my point being is that I I've never seen these individuals uh have a match outside of. um, outside of what i've seen on youtube um so consequently the the build for forbidden door has been lacking for me and that's my fault because i'm not i'm not familiar with the um, NJPW product now that being said i would assume i'm not alone in that boat uh so i would have i would have appreciated. A little bit more backstory. Now, now this is this is where I have both a problem and respect for Excalibur because he he gets very excited with the, you know he's like the Energizer Bunny when when the NJPW guy comes out he's like you know he just gets very overly excited and you know okay. he. he he does a he does a fantastic job not slaughtering those names as he's going over the projected match card for for Ben by the way. Maybe I
0: should give uh, him a lesson
1: on how to pronounce names. But you know, and, and they constantly cut him off and go to commercial before he can finish. It's very weird. <laughs> uh, time time management is clearly a problem uh, in uh, AEW. But but my my point being is like. Am I excited for Forbidden Door? Absolutely. Am I going to get Forbidden Door? Yes, because this is like my first opportunity to see NJPW on, you know, traditional pay-per-view and not have to go through the Fight TV bulk. You know, I've I've tried to go through Fight TV a couple times, and it's just ugh. I
0: have to ask you, is that that how you've seen some
1: pay-per-views is through there? um no um no the the majority of of pay-per-views that i haven't purchased um i i've gotten through um the site that you've told me about um oh, okay so oh okay but but then again like even though i know NJVW stuff is on there I'm not familiar enough with the product, and if they're not, if they're not speaking English or if Kevin Kelly isn't you know on American commentary,
0: I'm not sure what I'm looking at. And that's a that's a big problem for the G1 Climax because I told you before that they have like three or four tag team matches in a row, and I, it's a, it's an open mic with no commentary at all. You have to sit there and watch.
1: And and to me, that that automatically disqualifies me from watching it because I, I couldn't do that if I because yes I can identify the moves I've seen a wrestling match yeah but, but you,
0: you have to have the commentary because the commentary makes it better yeah,
1: exactly um so so that's been my issue going through this for, forbidden door process um and I'm. I'm sure I'm not alone with that. So um, so high, point, high points and low points. Let's get to that before I ramble on too much. Um, so I I would give a high point to, um, to Orange Cassie and rapongi Vice versus Will Osprey. I thought that was very good. But I hate that
0: name. I'll see open. I thought that was... I thought the Aussie Open was a tennis.
1: <laughs> I, I thought it was... Like, I, I thought it sounded like a golf tournament. No,
0: but, no, yeah. Well, I thought it was, like, one of those two, but, like, I just hate that name for a tag team. And, I, again, two guys I've never even heard of.
1: Yeah. So, that was another issue. Uh, and then, um, let's Let's see here. Uh... I'll give another high point to uh, Penta and Malachi Black. I'm never gonna get bored with with those two in the ring. Yep.
0: Uh,
1: and then um, the fact that they got um, they got Okada on Forbidden Door. That I was very excited when he came out. Yeah. So that was a high point for me. Um, and then. Uh, that that was uh, that was pretty much it for high points. Um, l- low points, obviously, the the um, discussion has to start and end. And I, obviously, I have more low points in this. But really, the discussion has to begin and end with Marina Shafir. Bad. Bad. I just. You know, we talked about it on, on Friday night a little bit, Elio. You know, I understand that getting in the ring with somebody better than you is how you get better. Yeah, I understand that. However, it's almost unfair for Marina Sofia to be put on national television, and I don't have look. I don't have a personal problem. With Marina Shafir, I heard nothing negative about her. You know, from a backstage perspective, I I don't have I don't have any skin in the game when it comes to Marina Shafir. But it it's just every time she's in the ring, it looks physically awkward, and it's just. The performer that's working with her is bought down because she's in the ring, you know. And like I never, I never thought I would say that about a match featuring Tony Storm or or a Thunder Rosa or or something like that. So get her, get her some some more training and, and, and bring her along the way that you're bringing uh, J Cargill along. She's getting better. She's not there yet, but she's definitely getting better.
0: Ben, I have to ask you, have you applied to be a member of the baddie section?
1: Well, no. No. <laughs> to, um, cut, the, cut the shit, Elio. Cut the shit. Uh, one, one, I don't think I'm the proper uh, gender that, that they're looking for. I think they're looking for females. Um, but uh, n- number n- number two... I just don't qualify for uh, the, the baddie section. <laughs> I uh, understand that, the baddie section, like, uh, okay,
0: whatever.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that, that by itself it wouldn't work for me, but because it's Jade Cargill, and I really do like Jade Cargill. I think she has, like, the attitude and, and the look, and I think her promos are good. I think she has everything that it takes to be a star. She's just She's just got to continue, and to her credit, she has, she, but she's got to continue to work on the in-ring aspect. But she, she's definitely coming along uh, now, so that, that that's good for her and, and the product because I really do think she brings something special to the table. I'm
0: glad she dropped Mark Sterling, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, Sterling Hathaway is such a better fit for her. Um, managerial wise Uh, and then the, um, another low point that I, that I had was, um, was Hangman Page versus Silas Young. And, and let me, let me say something about Silas Young. I am, I'm familiar with him because, you know, ROH used to be headquartered in my backyard. So... You know, ROH is kind of like special to my heart, um, but um, I don't. I don't think that this was the best um, showing for Silas. I'm not saying it was bad, but I, I've I've seen him do so much better. So I'm I'm not sure whether it was a uh, chemistry issue with Hangman or the fact that they were just trying to put uh, Hangman over going into. Um, the fatal four-way for the IWGP Heavyweight Title uh, at Forbidden Door, which, which by the way, folks, that four-way, say what you want about build or whatever, but that four-way looks fantastic. So, um, you know, as, as I said, you know, when when there's a build problem, whether it be in WWE or AEW, I'm going to say something. And, and I kind of explained to you earlier why I've kind of been taken out of the uh, Forbidden Door Bill. just because I am. See, Forbidden Door is a unique experience for me. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'd be lying to you if if I wasn't going in there damn near blind. So so I think that. That is the appeal and also the drawback of Forbidden Door. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to our uh, review show on Tuesday, episode 201. Uh, in case you're not keeping track, by the way, Elio, did you remember this is episode 200? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yay! Where, <laughs> where, where are the where are the kazoo's? God I can't find my fucking kazoo's. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, nah, I'm just, I'm messing with you, I'm having fun. But, um, that's all I had for, uh, AEW Dynamite. Did you, uh, have uh, anything?
0: High points, uh, well, low points, I'm just going to add the Jericho Appreciation Scene versus Moxie Tanahashi. The only high point there was seeing Okada. But, um... High
1: point. I'm gonna add the Christian Cage promo. Oh yes, I I can't believe it. I forgot to mention the Christian Cage promo. So so, but I have a I have a reason why I forgot to add it. See, I was I was so pissed off when this happened because I had a power outage. Oh no! Right as uh, right as Christian was coming to the ring. Oh, I'm sorry. So yeah. so. By the time, by the time uh, it came back on, they had already moved on to the next uh, match. Oh, rude!
0: How rude!
1: Yes, and that was very Stephanie Tanner of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but, um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I was very uh, pissed off once I realized how good it was, and then I then I went back and, and found the video on Twitter. So. Um, But yes, I'm 100% agree with you. That was a high point. All right, so that's
0: all we have for AEW? Yes, sir. On the SmackDown, oh God!
1: SmackDown. See, see, this is what pisses me off. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I just opened the SmackDown review. I was gonna, I was gonna be a champ and kind of, you know. Uh, you know, take the lead on it for for my co-host relief because SmackDown sucks. We all know it sucks. If you don't think it sucks, you're high on something. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's absolutely terrible. SmackDown is the worst wrestling show on TV. It just is. And it hurts my heart to say that. Um, but this is where I get very pissed off because I'm just opening up this uh, this review. <sighs> Elio, can you guess what the, the, what this person gave oh, this episode of Down? I'm gonna guess they gave it a seven. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what? I mean, do you, are you? Are we? Did I hit the screen share button on accident? <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't. I, okay. Yes, they gave it a seven. A seven? They gave this a when seven? A seven? That's not,
0: that was not a seven rating show. Okay, that's terrible.
1: So, so in all in, in all honesty, Elio, what would you what would you have given this episode of SmackDown? Four. Thank you i <laughs> agree oh, <you're> <laughs> <laughs> yes see this is why we're gonna do 200 more shows together i love you um but uh but yeah this episode was not a seven so uh, moving on moving on to high points and low points <sighs> this entire opening segment of fact down folks Made no sense. Is <laughs> is argu- arguably the worst opening segment of of the year, possibly even the last five years. Because here comes Drew McIntyre, and, and then comes Seamus, You know, and and and. Um, here comes Paul Heyman and, and Adam Pierce. They come out together. And, and at this point, at this point, as Sheamus and Drew McIntyre are in the ring, it's, it's very important that you understand this. They are in the Money in the Bank ladder match already. So then out comes Pitt, out comes Heyman and Pierce, and Pierce announces that they are not in the um, in the Money in the Bank ladder match because, because Adam was a little bit too hasty when he put them in there after their match ended in a no contest because of a countout. Um then why the fuck did why the fuck did you have a, a dq when they went when they wrestled the first time why the fuck um, d- did you put th- them both in there after they were both dq'd <laughs> right um and why the fuck did you take them out again at the beginning of the show only to give them a road back into the back into the match by beating the Usos, <laughs> and then on top of that, you beat the Usos only to get them back into the match, which they were already in to begin with. And and the Usos, ladies and gentlemen, are the tag team champions with the Bloodline, and they're going to. Uh, they're going to Money in the Bank to face the Street Profits. So what the, fuck do, what the fuck do the Usos have to do with the Money in the Bank ladder match? What the fuck is the logic for this entire segment and the main event of SmackDown? My what the hurts. fuck? <sighs> Did I explain myself in my rage well? Yes. Yeah. It's just... You know, this is is why I hate this show, and I hate WWE creative. Well, then then the idiots are going to tell me, don't watch, don't watch if you don't like it. We have to watch because we're podcasters. Number one and number two, I watch because I want a better product, and I do have loyalty to the WWE, which has been severely tested over the last fucking decade. But and at- number
0: three, look at your name.
1: Let, let's let's see. Let me put you up. Uh, what? What? The- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I agree that should be the title <laughs> um but it's just uh, y- you know folks I uh no I don't want to leave the meeting cancel um <laughs> no, what <laughs> uh, no, it's just that uh, it came up and weird I don't want to leave the meeting uh, but um but yeah, the the logic of this entire opening segment just made my head explode. <laughs> Uh, and and the and the main event uh, by extension, I, I will say that now. Um, h- high points, uh, I would give to Sami Zayn and Shinsuke. That was a very good match, uh, despite the fact that we we've, we've seen that match uh, what feels like thousands of times. Yep. Uh, but credit where it's due, it, it was it was very good. And then. Um, did I, let's see if I had any other high points. I, I don't think I did. Um, hold, hold on, I'm just doing my due diligence. Mm-hmm. Hang on, nope. <laughs> yeah, you uh, only have one. <laughs> I only have one
0: as well.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, that, that's, that's it. Uh, the same museum, Shinsuke, the because for low points, have the main event. The new day segment with skyscraping shanky. Yes, yes. <laughs> and for uh, the end, we see Evan singing the villain match.
1: Okay, and I I agree with every with every single uh low playing. And one line. more,
0: and one more, Natalia, oh. Natalia's segment. Oh my god, that was bad. Oh,
1: a clean sweep on the low points for SmackDown. Elio, you. I love those <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is this is great because I one thousand percent agree on every one of those. And can I can I add something about about the new day segment? Okay. Oh, yeah. The the people that are responsible responsible for writing these promos are fucking morons. Oh. <laughs> let, me, let me, and, and, no, I'm not just blowing smoke. I got a little evidence to support my claim. Oh. Xavier Woods gets on the mic and he says, I don't wanna have a rematch. I don't I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna you know, we're not we're not in the business. this is what killed me. We're not in the business of rematches. Ladies and gentlemen, we we have seen some version of of the New Day versus the Brawling Brutes in some capacity for what feels like 200 fucking years. You see, 200, this is episode 200. It feels like 200 fucking years since we got through WrestleMania, and that, possibly even longer, but at least, at least since WrestleMania, it's all we've seen is the New Day versus the Brawling Brutes in some capacity. The Brawling Brutes, Featuring, featuring Butch, aka Scrappy doo Let me Adam Scoob. Let me Adam. You know, it's just like the fuck is I. All, all credit, I, I heard that on one of my favorite podcasts. So sh- so I didn't come up with that uh, Scrappy Do bit. But shout out to uh, to JD from NY. I got it from, from you. All credit to you, uh, but um, but it's this. Is, it doesn't change the fact that that you know, Xavier Woods is saying this. well, You're the king of rematches, bro. That's all you've had for months. You know, and it's it's not your fault. But how stupid do you sound when you say that? That that that's all the New Day has been doing is rematches. So you know your your talent looks stupid. Your writing team looks stupid. Your fans look just as stupid as they did when when they were cheering Vince McMahon when he came out for SmackDown uh, the, the, that that a few weeks ago. I, I mean you know all all around you know nobody had the foresight to see oh, maybe we should take that line out of the script because it makes us look like fucking jackasses. <laughs> I mean, Forrest Gump could have seen it. that that you know that line shouldn't belong in the script, and he had an IQ of of seventy five. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I I don't I don't understand this show. I really don't. Um. So uh, that takes me to the end of my SmackDown rant. How did I do? Well done. Very good. Uh, So, moving on now to um, the Forbidden Door predictions.
0: Okay. Let me just pull up the card here. And there's been a, a change. Did they change? There's only been one match change, right?
1: Well, well, this this card has overgone a lot of changes, but... Uh, no, no, but, no, like the, the but recent but, one,
0: the recent one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah but okay. since Friday, yes.
0: Okay, so we can, uh, okay, let me just uh, get the matches because they have, there we go, they put matches before the tournament brackets, I don't know why. All right, so we can go uh, top to bottom
1: or bottom to top. Bottom to top.
0: So, at the very bottom, we have Zack Sabre Jr. versus an opponent of Brian Danielson's choosing.
1: So, if it's who I think it is, like, like I said on Friday, I have two options. Now, number one would be Johnny Gargano. I, I would I would die of happiness. I would spontaneously combust t- tonight if um if Johnny Gargano came out at Forbidden Door. Um, the, so it's to me it's got, either going to be him or um, Cesaro. And typically, when you have the surprise opponents, they're the ones that end up winning. And certainly, if, if one of these two gentlemen show up tonight. Um, then they would have to be getting the win. Yep. To to me, that would seem that would seem the logical conclusion. So, so and who do you have?
0: I'm going uh, with the, the TBA.
1: And who and who's your uh, pick for Mine for is the opponent?
0: Johnny Gargano.
1: Cool. All
0: right, next we have. This is a match that has been changed from. That has been changed to a trios match. Uh, we have... No, sorry. Yeah, because uh, this was the one that uh, Hiromu Tagahashi was supposed to be in, right? Yeah. Alright, so this one has been changed to a trios match. Originally, uh, Hiromu Tagahashi was going to join El Fantasmo and the Young Bucks. However, it's, it is now going to be El Fantasmo and the Young Bucks taking on... Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo Takahagi. I will not call them dudes with attitude because that's just stupid.
1: Yeah, that, that really is. I, I mean, mean,
0: they're, they're not Sean Michaels <sighs> and Kevin Nash.
1: No, they're not. And and thank you. I appreciate you catching that reference. Like, really do. Bravo, Gold Star. Um, no.
0: So I've got the Young Bucks and the uh, El Fantasmo well for this one.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree.
0: Then we have the AEW Women's Championship, Thunder Rosa defending against Tony Storm. I've got Thunder Rosa.
1: Yeah, I, I do too, and I hope and pray that they buck her better as champion because she's too good. She's just too damn good, and this. This title run is not doing her any favours.
0: Alright, next we have a three-way with the winner. Winner takes the all-tag-team match for the ROH. For both the ROH Tag Team Championships and the IWGP. We have FTR, United Empire, and Rapongi Vice. I've got FTR.
1: I've got FTR as well. And, And not to sound like an asshole, folks. Um, but I have a follow up question for Elio.
0: Sorry, hold on. Let me uh, redo that because I messed that up. It's a three way winner takes all tag team match. For yes. The titles. Okay, go on.
1: So, and my, and my prediction is FTR, but I also have to ask why is Rapongi vice in that match? I
0: have no idea.
1: What, what have they done to, to warrant that? They've barely been on TV.
0: And I have a question, not that I care, but what happened to Chuck Taylor?
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I guess the best friends are no more. I don't... I, I
0: guess not. I guess uh, we have new best friends.
1: Well, I, I guess now that Orange Cassie is back, they don't need Chuck Taylor. I don't know.
0: All right. So next we have um, for the IWGP United States Championship, Will Ospreay defending against Orange Cassidy. got Oga- Will Ospreay.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: All right, then we have a, a six-man tag match. The winning team gets the men advantage for Blood and Guts. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guerrero and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Willie Wheeler and Shota Yumino.
1: As much as I hate it, I have to give it to the Jericho Appreciation Society.
0: Yep, I'm going to Jericho Appreciation Society. Alright, then we have a four-way match for the inaugural All-Atlantic Championship. Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors.
1: Well, um... In a perfect world, I, w- I would give it to Pac. Um, my concern there with giving him my official pick, is because he hasn't been booked consistently on TV because of his uh, travel issues or visa. I don't, I don't know the, the details of that, but, but we all know that PAC has had issues, um, on AEW showing up on AEW TV consistently. So because of that, I'm go. I'm going to give it to uh, Miro.
0: Okay, and I'm going with uh, Malachi Black.
1: Yeah, but you uh, know, it, it, but, but but to to your question earlier, you know, why 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 is it the um why is this title being introduced before the trios tag team titles? If this was a trio's tag team title conversation, I, the House of Black would be first on my list. But, but what what does giving Malachi Black a singles title when he's in a stable? What does that do for the House of Black? Like, see what see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: So oh, that that's 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 where I am.
0: All right. Then we have a four-way for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship: Jay White versus Kazushika Okada versus Adam Page versus Adam Cole. I got well, Jay White.
1: Aside, aside from being uh, from being an absolute uh, electric main event, um, I, I would have to say uh, Jay White because you know he just won the title barely two weeks ago. So, why would they change it now?
0: And then for the interim AEW World Championship, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I've got John Moxley.
1: I got Mox, absolutely.
0: Then we have three matches on the. Are they calling it the buy in still? Yeah, I guess. Okay, well, we have three matches. Here's another stupid name. Swerve in our glory. Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus Suzuki Goon El problem and Yoshinobu Kanamaru. I
1: I would say Swerve in our glory. <laughs> Swerve in our That is such a stupid name. I uh, I know. I know. trust <laughs> I'm me glad. I know. I'm going with
0: Keith Lee and Swerve. Then uh, we have the Factory versus Bishamon, made up of feroki Gotu and Yoshihashi. I'm and, giving it to the Factory.
1: And who's the Factory? Remind me. Oh,
0: sorry. QT Marshall and uh, Aaron Solo.
1: <laughs> why are they on a pay-per-view card? I know it's a buy-in, but why? 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 <laughs> I don't know. Okay, give it to the New Japan guys.
0: Okay, you're going with them? Okay, I, 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 I gave my pick, it's a factory, but whatever, I don't really care about this one. Then we have an eight-man tag match. Oh, jeez. The Gun Club and The Acclaimed versus Yuya Yamura and New Japan LA Dojo made up of Alex Coughlin, The DKC, and Kevin Knight.
1: Honestly, I know nothing about the new Japan side. I'm, I'm just gonna say the Gun Club yeah, and the Acclaimed, the gun club as well. based 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 on how they've been portrayed on on AEW TV.
0: Okay, and uh, let me uh, just tell you: Have you ever heard of uh, Young Lions?
1: You know yes. Young Lions.
0: Okay, so pretty much um, like Alex Coughlin, and I'm not sure about the other two, but. Alice from the Uye and Mora, uh, they were young lions. I don't know if they still are, or but you can recognize young lion because they're always dressed in black when they're in the ring.
1: Okay, that's good to know.
0: So that is our prediction for Forbidden Door. Now Ben, following this, and I told you this off air. You don't have to follow along because it is exhausting to do, but. We have the G1 Climax. Yes, which, sir. Which takes place, and let me just give you the, the information here. So G1 Climax 32 will take place from July 16th to August 18th. And there are a total, I believe, a total of 38 matches. Good.
1: God.
0: And all the brackets are set up, so they have, so we, here we go with the brackets, there are four brackets, Block A, Block B, Block C, and Block D. So here are the names in all four. In Block A we have Kazushika Okada, Toru Yano, he's the comedy guy of New Japan. Jeff Cobb, Lance Archer, Bad Luck Fale, member of the Bullet Club, Tom Lawler, and Jonah, formerly known as Bronson Reed. Oh, very cool. Block B is made up of Jay White, Tai Chi, I told you that's a fan of the opera guy, Uh, Tama Tonga, Tomohiro Ishii, Sonata, Great Okan, and Chase Owens, another Bullet Club member.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Block C is Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsu Naido, Evil, Hiroki Koto, Zack Savior Jr., Kenta, and Aaron Hanare. And Block D, the final block, is Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi. Juice Robinson, Yoshihashi, El Fantasma, Yoshiro Tagahashi, and David Finley.
1: Oh, so sweet.
0: So like I said, and then, uh, another thing that uh, another reason I wouldn't expect you to follow this is I don't even do this, I watch this the day after, but these take place at 5am in the morning. <laughs>
1: Well, that's that's because of the well, time yeah, difference. Yeah,
0: Because of the time difference over in Japan's like nighttime. Like so I could wake up and watch it, but I I don't I've never done that in the last few that I've covered.
1: Well, the, there's only been one, one time where I actually did it, and I don't know why because it was on the, the network at the time. Did what? So. I could have watched it whenever, but it was it was it was one of those where um, WWE had a show in Japan. I kill a beast from the east. Yeah, a beast in the east. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know, I never saw that. Yeah, I was supposed to cover that, but I'm like, I am not waking up at five a.m. to watch that.
1: <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, I don't blame I don't blame you in the least. I'm <laughs> like, uh-uh. <laughs> right? uh.
0: Right. So, fans feedback, we'll be surely, because we have tournament results. Cool. All right, Ben. So, the tournament. This is our, the second tournament that I put together after, like. After one success, uh, the first one was with the top villain of the '80s. So I decided I'm gonna do what is the best Hell in a Cell match? Ben, wait what, what is your the best Hell in a Cell match?
1: Um, I would honestly say the first one,
0: the Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, the the pay per view. Uh, yeah, no, that was bad blood, because they had a steel cage match uh, at uh, one of the Inner house uh, pay-per-views in uh, Kentucky. So, here we go, because I have the results for the first round. Kind of Alright, so... In the first round we have Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from Bad Blood 97 versus New Day and the Usos from Hell in a Cell 2017. Oh, very good. Okay, so who would your pick be? Obviously I know. well, uh,
1: well c- certainly certainly not the 2017 one. I uh, don't know.
0: No, 81% went with Undertaker vs. Shawn Michaels from Bad Blood 97.
1: I mean, I mean, I I did that on purpose. I didn't even have to say anything. I'm like, you know, come on, Elio. Yeah, you already, already know what it no, is. I already know
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so next, so Undertaker and Shawn Michaels moves on. So next one we have Undertaker vs. Mankind from King of the Ring 98 versus Undertaker and Batista from Survivor Series 2007. Do we need to ask? <laughs> it, we had uh, 73% of going with Undertaker Mankind from King of the Ring.
1: Uh, well, yeah, and, and you know, a lot of people, you know, justifiably so, are going to say that the King of the Ring, um, the King of the Ring, Hell in a Cell, was the best one because it's the most memorable, but um, so I mean, it is the most memorable. But I just think you know Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker was a better match, so to speak. Um, yeah. but that that being said, you put you put Undertaker and, and McFoley against you know t- a 2007 match with Batista. It, it's gonna no disrespect to Batista whatsoever, but it's always gonna be Undertaker McFoley.
0: And uh, then we have Undertaker Triple H from WrestleMania 28 versus Bailey and Sasha Banks from Hell in a Cell 2020.
1: Um, I'm going to say Bailey and Sasha Banks. That was really, really good.
0: Wow. Okay, uh, 90% went with Undertaker Triple H.
1: And, and I understand why, but, you know, I, I just have a. Um... I don't know. I, I like that no, I match. Yeah, I
0: agree. I enjoyed that match. Bailey and Sasha Banks. That was that was a great one.
1: But You know, it, it's obvious. You know, a WrestleMania Hell on a Cell match is going to smash everybody. Like, I don't, I don't want people to think I'm an idiot. I, I I get it, but you know, I just have a fondness for that match.
0: And then we have in the final brackets. Undertaker vs. Edge from SummerSlam 2008, and the six way Hell in a Cell from Armageddon 2000.
1: I would say, I would say, Taker and Taker and Edge from 2008.
0: This is the one that really you fans. I love, I love when you vote and you leave your comments. But you almost, you almost turned my tournament upside down because we almost had a final four way. <laughs> So, I'm like, please, someone please vote. Please. And they did because Undertaker versus I want with 52%. six way, uh, Helisar with the That's <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> please. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> uh, now we get
0: to move to the right bracket. So Triple H versus Cactus Jack from Royal Rumble 2000, and Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose from Hell in a Cell 2014.
1: Really? Really?
0: <laughs> Again, I didn't think this is a list I found online. I just put them in the tournament.
1: Uh, Triple H and Cactus Jack.
0: Surprisingly, um, this was close to Fifty-two percent uh, voted for Triple H, Cactus Jack, while forty-eight went with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose.
1: That's surprising.
0: Then we had Batista versus Triple H from Vengeance two thousand five. Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar from Hell in a twenty fifteen.
1: I'm go- I'm gonna say. I don't know why my voice just cracked, but I'm going to say uh, Undertaker-Brock Lesnar.
0: Okay, Undertaker-Brock Lesnar won with 56%. And the final match in the right on the right side, Undertaker versus Brock from No Mercy 2002 versus Edge and Seth Rollins from the pay-per-view that shall not be named from 2021.
1: Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, can you? What was the first one again?
0: The first one was Undertaker Brock Lesnar from No Mercy two
1: thousand two. Yeah, Undertaker and uh, Brock Lesnar again.
0: Okay, that one with fifty three percent of the votes.
1: Because, because I think if, if I remember correctly. That was the one where Undertaker went in there with a broken arm, and they made like a huge storyline out of the cast thing. Okay. And and I just really liked that storyline, and the match ended up being awesome. I also
0: remember they had a biker uh, chain match or whatever. I remember that one as well.
1: Yeah, I I remember that because I think if I'm not mistaken, didn't uh, didn't. Um, Undertaker climb up on top of the cage and start swinging the chain around everywhere? I believe so.
0: Now, okay, you know how there's always one leftover I say that one got a buy, which. So I was thinking about this, I'm like, I don't think it's fair to say that that one, the one leftover gets a buy, so we're just gonna call that a wild card that moves on to the next round. So that no. Every uh, match is in there. Cool. So the second uh, round looks like this. On the left side, we have Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from Bad Blood versus Undertaker and Mankind from King of the Ring
1: 98. And Undertaker. (laughs) Can Can we acknowledge what an awesome matchup that is? Holy shit. Because <laughs> to me, right there, that, that's the top two Hell in a Cell matches ever. And that's a matchup. Oh, holy shit. I'm, I'm excited. And then we have Undertaker versus Triple H from WrestleMania 28, versus
0: Undertaker and Edge from SummerSlam
1: 2008. Oh, that's going to be a good one, too.
0: On the on the right side we have Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins from Hell in a St- Wait. I that's wrong. I I put the wrong one in there. It should be. It should be Cactus Jack, I believe, it was the one that won. Yeah, Cactus Jack, and because that was uh before the final uh, tally. So it's on the right side. It's Triple H and Cactus Jack from Royal Rumble 2000 versus. Undertaker and Brock Lesnar from Hell in a Cell 2015.
1: Well, I already know what my pick is, but uh, I don't think that's going to be the one. But I'd be interested to find out.
0: And in the second match on the right side, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar, November 2002, versus the Wild Card Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks from Hell in a Cell 2019.
1: Oh. Okay, well that's gonna be interesting to see how people uh, people vote on that one.
0: So those are the matches that are coming up this week, and I will post them because I have the graphics all done. And then on uh, no on Saturday, because I'm gonna give it time between uh, now and because we're gonna be here on Tuesday, but that's too early to tell. So I'm gonna give the results on Saturday. Very good. But uh, so those are the second round mashups. And now we're nearing the end of the show. Our last segment we have, unless we have, I forgot anything.
1: No, no, I think we're good, man.
0: All right. So we'll be back with uh, Wrestling Roulette. Very good. All right. It is Wrestling Roulette, Ben's favorite segment. Next to Time Warp. Ben. Uh, now, the way this works, I play 10 seconds of 21 themes. My co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are ready for your first track? Yes, sir. Here we go.
1: it it sounds like a a really cool thing but I honestly don't know who it is that
0: is Gregory Helms
1: oh shit okay yeah that makes sense
0: 0-1 here we go next one
1: Kevin Nash i
0: that is Cameron Grimes
1: uh, oh, I'm sorry
0: uh, you know what he's giving you the luck How dare you get a sleep wrong?
1: Oh God <laughs> I, I apologize
0: right. you on next one. JBL. JBL. So we are one and two. Cool. All right, here we go. Track four.
1: Yo, it's me. It's me. It's DDP. One of my favorites of WCW all time, and I'll say what, I, I think he had beef with Undertaker or something, or backstage whatever but i, I hated his d- wwe run because that stalker angle could have been really really cool but then he got killed at uh, king of the ring two- 2001 ddp
0: and you know ddp the whole point of the segment is for my co-host to guess which theme it is it doesn't help when you say your name at the beginning
1: yeah, well, several several themes do that. It's weird.
0: I know. <laughs> All right, so track number five. Here we go. Uh,
1: Tony D'Angelo and the Family.
0: Tony D'Angelo, yes. So you are three and two. Track number six. Here we go.
1: I have no idea.
0: That is the core.
1: Oh, God. The core was so lame. And what was also, wrong with the nexus?
0: Well, on. I, yeah. have to, I have to ask you now. What do you think about that theme? The way it's, that sounded.
1: It's horrific.
0: It's horrendous. And that's Shaman's Harvest.
1: Oh God! The, the, you know what? I didn't know that. That's breaking news right here on the podcast for me, and um, that is shocking. Considering they did Drew McIntyre's theme, right? Because that one is awesome. But the core—that's <laughs> bad.
0: <laughs> I really like Weed Barrett's version of this. That one's really good.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, you are know, three and three. Track number seven.
1: I don't have an earthly idea.
0: That is Aaliyah.
1: I'm sorry. Aaliyah, your fellow Canadian is looking at me with a very disappointed expression. (laughs) And you know what? She is. (laughs) Oh, shit. Three
0: and four. Okay, here we go.
1: Can you play that one more time for me? Right. Um, oh, Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, Ultimate Dragon.
0: Yes. I'll, I'll... And now we did it.
1: Oh, the um, the stuff at the very beginning. That's what that's what I missed the first time. That's why I yeah, wanted. I mean, to... There,
0: there are a lot of ones that do that, like Haku and Umaga and stuff. Yeah. Um, when you go out. All right, so we are four and four. Track number nine. You go. Uh-huh.
1: Johnny Hardy, a.k.a. John Morrison.
0: John Morrison, 5 and 4. All right, track 10 coming up. Uh,
1: Bobby
0: Lashley. Bobby Lashley, 6 and 4.
1: Your track eleven. The man who almost suffered a public castration, Melvin. <laughs> 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 <That was bad. laughs>
0: oh, jeez. Alright, I still remember that episode of Raw. The the light the lights go out, and the black screen, and Raw goes off the air. Oh. Alright, so six. Uh, no, seven and uh, four. Alright, so here we go.
1: God, whoever's in. I, I think it's The Godfather, but that was terrible.
0: Uh, no, that was D'Lo Brown. Okay. So, uh, 8 and 5. 7 and 5. 7 and 5, yeah. 7 and 5. Okay, it's tra- track 13 coming up. <laughs> I think we ever had this one on in the show
1: uh the travel chief roman reigns yes we have
0: oh we have okay yeah some of all right so we are eight and five five
1: Mickey James, uh, t- whoever would have thought that she would, she would be so good when she first came up with that stalker angle with Trish Stratus? All right, 9 and 5.
0: Yes, Mickey James. 9 and 5. Oh, speaking of, I did watch Slammiversary. I'll bring that up on Tuesday.
1: <laughs> Repo Man, one of the most Repo, terrible gimmicks. guys. Come on, that was fun. That, that was almost as terrible as Mantar. He, 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 he,
0: he repossessed Randy Savage's hat. Because he, his, he, he had late payments on it.
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus <It's weird>. Christ.
0: <laughs> Ten and five, okay we track number 16. That is a terrible theme.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, especially, especially because she was actually quite cool. Um, Layla. No, that's, I think, no. I think, no, uh, what? Um,
0: that is, Oh, you have another guess? No. Okay, that is Tiffany. Oh, God. Do you remember ECW?
1: Yeah, I think she's uh, Drew McIntyre's next wife.
0: Yeah, yeah, Terrell. But that theme is terrible. Alright, so we are 11 and 5. Track 17. Here we go.
1: I think it's 10 and 6. (laughs)
0: Yeah, ten to 6, Yeah. All right, here we go. Track seventeen. Here we go. Bad <sighs> what?
1: <laughs> Bad I'm not sure. That is Rikishi. Oh. Okay. That's when he
0: turned heel, remember when he uh, ran over Stone Cold? Oh, yeah. He did it for The Rock. Oh, dear.
1: Uh, 10 and 7. There you
0: go, track 18.
1: Okay, we're not getting on a good streak to end the show, but uh I have no clue.
0: That is Sting. Oh fuck. Okay. Alright, so ten and
1: uh,
0: eight eight, yeah. You know, track nineteen.
1: Elio, you're supposed to play my theme song at the end of the show, not now. <laughs> not <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, her, her freak kid Shawn Michaels. Uh, it's
0: better than that god-awful one uh, from Volume 2. That was terrible.
1: Exactly, yeah. I don't
0: know if, do you remember that one? The one he had I, b- before he, uh, Sherry's version?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, Bad. Okay, so we have 11 and uh, 9. No, 11 and 8.
1: Yes, 11 and
0: 8. Here we go. So this is track
1: 19. Here we go. Uh, I'm not sure.
0: That is Cody Rhodes.
1: Oh, that is atrocious. <laughs> no, that is, no, that's just atrocious. All right,
0: 10 and 10.
1: No, 11 and 9.
0: Sorry, 11 and 9, here we go. Okay. So this is the last one, I believe, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, this, is, yeah, this is the last one. Sorry, so this was track 20, my bad fan. Track twenty nine nineteen. Here we go. Try last track. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, um, Darren Young. Who was it?
0: That was Grayson Waller.
1: Uh, well, no, no wonder I haven't heard that very much because I don't, you know. Okay.
0: All right, so eleven and ten.
1: Not, not terrible.
0: No, not terrible. So, um, oh, uh, before we go, now Ben, I was telling you this off air about between Thursday and yesterday which was Saturday, I watched upwards of 8 to 10 hours of WWF Monday Night Raw.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, you were telling me that the first, um, so far from what you've seen, the first 15 episodes of Monday Night Raw were not very good.
0: No, especially the debut episode where I got one star, and then they were all two stars and one star. The first episode of Raw to get three stars was the May 17th edition. Okay, cool. And so I'm thinking next year is 2023. It is 30 years of RAW. So I'm thinking in Time Warp, I'm going to include like all the RAWs that I've been watching because I'm all recorded on my iPad with all the highlights and stuff. So I was thinking I'm going to take all the RAWs and like go pick out all the highlights from each episode.
1: Yeah, that would be a very cool touch. I'm completely down for that.
0: Uh, however, the one thing I think that hurt Raw, and I'm seeing this. Yeah. They need to. They need to move out of New York because Monday Night Raw the first. I don't know how many episodes. I think it goes into ninety four. It one week they're in the Manhattan Center. Next week they're in the Mid Hudson Civic Center. So yeah, Manhattan between Manhattan and Poughkeepsie, New York. No wonder the shows would not do too well. You have to move branch out.
1: Well, but but it could have it could have been. I mean, I, I I don't disagree with you, but it could it could have been the fact that it was it was a brand new show, and New York was a, was a, is was and is the most major market for them.
0: And uh, this is the beginning. Uh, yeah, we're gonna see the storyline between Razor Ramon and the One Two Three Kid during that, the ni- during nineteen eighty three Monday Night Raws.
1: That was that was that was that was so fun.
0: Yeah, so that's gonna be fun. So I was thinking about that, I think about that earlier, and I think that's gonna be fun. You know what? I'm wondering if we should uh, start this on Tuesday night. <laughs>
1: Why? Why not? You know.
0: Yeah, I think that would be cool. We'll do the mid south. We'll do the obviously we we'll do the show because we want to find out the results of that last match, and then we'll throw Monday Night Raw in there as well.
1: Absolutely, I agree. Let's do it, man.
0: All right, so that brings us to the end. Then we see we close out the show for the week.
1: I'm almost sad because I had so much fun with this one.
0: <laughs> All right, this was fun.
1: But um, but thank you um, to all the li- to all the listeners for uh, you know supporting us for so long. Uh, you know we're we're just shy of our uh, four year anniversary coming up in uh, September. Well,
0: I have a um, question. Do do we have any numbers or any numbers or are they the same?
1: Um, let's see. That's a good, that's a good question. Uh, let me let me look. Uh, see, this is what you get when it's on the fly research, folks. Uh, let me let me see if I can uh, pull it up. So 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 far this month, um, it's not going too well. This fiscal month, last uh, because it's only a week old. Um, but last fiscal month, we had an had another slow month. It was sixty plays. And so far, so far this month we've had, I'm I'm sorry, last month was 46, uh, and this month was 22, but that's only because it just started. Um, So overall, we have just shy of uh, 4,900 downloads. It stands at 4,891. And uh, my personal goal, maybe uh, maybe you guys can help us out with this, but my personal goal is uh, before S- September hits, I want to get up to uh, 5,000. So you almost got us there, um, but just a little bit of an extra push uh, would, would be appreciated. And, and certainly if you uh, feel that our uh, performance on the show warrants that, we would definitely appreciate that. Um, but either way... Uh, but either way, we definitely appreciate your uh, support and we will uh, continue to, um, to put out plenty of shows for you. Uh, 200 and I think I can speak for my for my uh, co-host to um, I am uh, I am nowhere near done with this podcast, so I can very easily see us. I hitting 400 and 500 on all the way up. So, uh, if you're just in, if you're just joining the uh, progression, welcome, and we hope you enjoy the show. And if you are an OG of the of the podcast, uh, we certainly appreciate it. And my God, if you were one of the poor souls that heard our first episode. <laughs> Uh, th- th- thank so you, the, for c- the,
0: the first few episodes, we felt like you were talking to me from the bottom of a well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was so bad because we 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 not only did we uh, record on, not only did we use Anchor to upload the show, so we recorded on Anchor, and remember they had those hour time limits. Yeah. And like you know, I'd be holding the phone like this. So yeah, I'm I'm very glad that we found a different way of doing things. And uh, and here's a here's a friendly tip for for a podcaster starting out: headphones are your friends. So uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we got plenty more coming your way. And I'll stop talking now and let Elio sign us off. Alright, fans,
0: that is it. We will be back here. Well, there's no podcast tonight because knowing AEW, they're probably going to go late, so there will be no aftermath. So we will talk to y'all on Tuesday night. Ben, say goodnight
1: to the fans. Oh, God. yeah! what? Now Now we have to not only do Forbidden Door, but we have to do Raw. <laughs> to Why? Do Raw. Why? Absolutely. I was in. The, I mean, <laughs> the, the viewers and, and, and I were in such a good mood, and we had to do a brawl. No, but uh, either way, we will make it uh, fun for you guys. And I, for one, am very excited about uh, Forbidden Door. I know they've had some challenges in terms of injuries on the car, but this is really my first opportunity to see uh, NJPW on the american market so i'm excited and i hope you are too and we'll be back for a full review and analysis on tuesday right. i've been ben pierce he's always elio Canella, and we are the pnc progression wrestling podcast episode 200 thank you so much